are live, All ladies right. and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 001, the very first of Decentral Gamer, an official Decentral Games podcast, where we're going to help you become the very best gamers that you can be. So today on the show, we have Crypto Neighbor, my man, Hello. welcome Hello. to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's I'm, it's an honor to be here on the first episode. I mean, I assume this is going to be a real uh, banger of a podcast for the future, and I, I'm excited to see where this goes, man. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank yeah. you for being a decentral gamer, my man. Yeah. So <laughs> let's start off. I uh, just kind of want to give a you know brief framework for, for what everybody can expect here. So first, right. um, you know, we're going to dive into your story, how you really got here to this place, how you sure. got into crypto. Mm -hmm. um, then we're going to talk about DG specifically, how you got into this beautiful ecosystem that we all play in, right. um, literally and, and figuratively. And then oh, um, from there, we're going to talk about strategy. We're going to talk sure. about how to be the best gamer that uh, that we can be so sure. um take it away neighbor uh would love to hear your story okay so um for me personally uh i was first introduced to crypto this is a pretty common story i heard about it 2012 13 so pretty early on i had heard about bitcoin and uh, ethereum and the like um but i obviously and once again very common wish i had uh, i had some bitcoin i used it for things I probably shouldn't have and it's gone now and uh you know <laughs> I look back on my on my times and I'm like wow I spent you know I spent 100 grand on what you know 100 <laughs> grand of today's money on what you know nothing good but um anyways fast forward um this was right before I, my timing couldn't have been better honestly I got real fortunate I think it was about uh, a few months before the pandemic started that I really because it, it was January two years ago that it started, right? So mm -hmm. I think it was the, maybe that October before I got in. And without going into too much detail, um, I had a relative pass away and ended up with a, a windfall of cash. And I decided that I was going to use that for some kind of investment. And crypto, I was thinking, oh, I have S&P. I had it in the S&P for a while. I was doing a bunch of stuff with it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And I put about 70 grand into Cardano at about 20 cents. Wow. So um, I, I, that just, I, I, the timing couldn't have been better. Um, I got incredibly lucky with my initial jump into crypto. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, I, I mean, positions are positions you move. I've diversified since and I'm much more, uh, much more widespread than I've ever been now. Um, and I think that's, that's a pretty good way to play the game, in my opinion. But um, I think one of the biggest uh, changes for me was really hearing about DG. Um, the first time I heard about it, it was at about I think like 160, 120 bucks. It was really uh, unheard of even more than it is now. Like people are now finding out about the beauty that is the DG ecosystem. But even back then, I saw how much potential this project had. It's, I mean, it's a, if, just on first glance, it's a casino, you know, like who doesn't want to be a part of the, the back, the back room of the casino, the owner's That's table, right. you know, that is, that's pure profit for the for most people. So uh, it felt like a dream come true when I had first found DG. Um, 
let's see, that must have been a year and a half ago, way before the ice poker or anything. And so I'm I'm a long term holder of DG now, and uh, I um I, <laughs> my one of my first NFTs. I thought NFTs were I was one of those guys. I was in crypto, and I still didn't believe in nfts i thought these are stupid <laughs> what the hell is that you know i'm gonna keep i'm gonna invest in my my polygons and my avaxes and i'm gonna stick to the projects that are actually you know innovating mm-hmm. but then at a certain point i realized that these nfts are innovating like this is the innovation you know and i was just i, I kick myself every day for for <laughs> for not believing sooner because i mean who knows where the hell i'd be right now i'd probably be on a yacht at this point but uh not quite there yet unfortunately uh <laughs> soon, but, uh, soon yeah. my friend yeah yeah i mean I, that's the dream right but um uh yeah so my first nft purchase was in september or yeah yeah september of last year uh so it's it's really quickly become my primary focus too um wow especially as far as the DG wearables are concerned, I am still quite dumb, dumbfounded how these haven't caught on yet. Um, the APY is ridiculous on these wearables. The initial cost of purchase relative to other other NFTs is n- nothing. We're it's bargain shopping floor right now. Whereas, like one a person sells one board eight and they can buy seventy two wearables. That is absurd to me. Like I wish I had some board apes to to sell immediately for all these wearables. I wish you know, but um, yeah. I mean, it, 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 I couldn't word it any differently. They, they truly are my primary focus and where I put the majority of my time um, currently in crypto. Um, Decentral Games has really just taken over my uh, crypto portfolio in a good way, you know, like in in the way where it's I'm passionate about it, for one, because that's really the number one thing for me is I'm not going to do I'm not going to invest any significant portion of my time into anything that I don't truly either a believe in or am passionate about for another reason, you know. And I've tried explaining this to people. Obviously, we just had the holidays and, you know, as you meet people you don't, didn't, never met and they ask people that you do know that don't know that you're in NFTs are asking you about it. And I, I really don't like being the guy that's like, NFTs are the future. Like, why aren't you investing? I don't, not financial advice. You know, I am, I am. I would hate for someone to take my word and invest in something and then it completely screw them and then they come at me about it. You know, that's mm-hmm. the last thing I want. So, um, but I do explain to people that this is a niche example, but someone currently in Georgia, the country Georgia and Europe, I'm delegating to, and they're making like 20 times the monthly average salary just from playing poker <laughs> two hours or to four hours a day. And that's basically their full-time job at this point. You know, like that is to no cost to them is also huge. That's also huge. It's no cost to them. And when I described this to people, they actually clicked like the way I was describing it. They said, wow, that 
I, I was I was at a wedding and there was two people that were in their 60s and 70s that were just chatting. We were all drinking together and uh, mm-hmm. just uh, talking about shooting the shit, you know, and I brought this up. They they understood within five minutes the power that this suddenly holds. They didn't know anything about crypto or NFTs. They had never been talked to about it, but I explained it to them within 10 minutes and they said, wow. I mean, that's that seems like there's a lot of potential there. You know, there seems like there's a lot of potential there. So I think the the longer this goes without an explosion in popularity, the more intense the buildup will be when it finally does happen. And I am honestly terrified for that moment because that means the floor is going to go to like seven ETH for these things. I'm not even kidding. I At least am a complete believer that these gold, the diamond hand wearables could easily be worth a hundred grand plus in the future. That is my personal belief. I've said that for months and I still kind of hold firm to that, that every single diamond hands wearable could be worth a hundred grand easy. It might even go for the, 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 the rarer ones, which I would consider like the original, like the DG blazer, the first, the first mint set Mm -hmm. might end up being, the the board apes because board apes you never know where NFTs could go and if the whole NFT market could 10x in the next two years and then suddenly the DG and DG explodes in popularity and then all of a sudden it's like a 12 ETH floor for these that that is so so possible and when you're in the NFT space you just know it too you've seen it you've seen it happen with every project that you're not involved in. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, anyone that's in NFTs knows that it's just uh, a fuse waiting to be lit. And um, I cannot find for the life of me a better play to earn model. I can't, I've looked and I cannot find it. Um, there's, I don't, I, I, maybe you can tell me, I've looked at Axie, I've looked at a few other smaller cap. There was a gold rush. There's sandbox games that are play to earn. There's a few, but none of them have the rewards or they have an incredibly high barrier of entry. Like you try to um, make money doing Axie Infinity. Good luck right now. Good luck. Because that's going to take you months to repay your initial investment at the least. That's and, right. Um, that's right. Yeah, so, so I, I wanna, could just talk on. I could go on and on about it, but it, <laughs> so, yeah. so I want to hop in here for a second. Sure, because please do. I'm rambling I, right now. Yeah, because I think there are a lot of different ways to approach this thing. Sure. And sure. to really, um, you know, to really tackle this from an earnings perspective, mm-hmm. both as a player, as an investor, um, and and really just there's so many ways to, to skin the cat, right? Absolutely. So let's, so let's break it down. Like how did you, when you initially realized what this was, it seems like you were more of an investor in right. the token to begin with. Absolutely. It, yeah. It, I was already in the token, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, so you saw, you saw the potential, you were like, I want to be the house and yeah. you got on board. Absolutely. And, and you were definitely bargain shopping back then. I'm, I'm sure that's been, you know, fantastic for the portfolio oh, as as it has now progressed you're seeing other ways to engage other entry points to get more involved with the ecosystem Mm -hmm. take me through your 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 mental model take me through how you're actually approaching getting more involved with the ecosystem and earning as much as you possibly can from from your perspective of you have some capital 
right. and and you're and you're looking to get involved and then we can kind of backtrack from there and be like okay you're coming in it from this space there are other ways as well but but really take us through your thought process here for maximizing your earnings within the okay. DJ ecosystem okay okay so i had i've gone through phases um, where I flip flop between what I think is the ideal way of uh, spending your ice of um, of just uh, should I hold my ETH for uh, the next drop or um, should I just upgrade my wearables as soon as possible to get the max? And yeah, there's a few different and I've run numbers and obviously with a with a fluctuating asset like ice or ETH the and the correct answer changes. And while and the floor prices fluctuated quite a lot because when I was first buying these, they were I was getting them on OpenSea for 0.7 ETH. You know, like people would mint them and then immediately flip them as quick as possible. They weren't interested in the poker; they're just doing NFT flips, which is um, honestly not a bad way to play it. There's so many, like you said, there's so many ways to skin it. Um, I've done a few things. One of the most profitable for me was leveling up my wearable uh, a single wearable to diamond hands and then i would list it on OpenSea when there were actually very few diamond hands wearables listed at all and i sold three of them over time um for 2.7 eth each and this was on the floor was 0.8 so my idea was just that i'm not worried so much about my ice or my eth anymore I'm more concerned with getting the most wearables that I possibly can. And so this was my method. And I, I, I'm like hesitant to share it, but I'm going to because it's it worked really well for me. So I would sell it for 2.7 ETH. I would buy two wearables at floor price. Obviously, it takes about... And OpenSea with the, um, the fees, they take about 7% because some goes to the DG Treasury too, which is great. Um, so I would get about 2.4 ETH after my sale, buy two wearables for about 1.5, 1.6. And then I would use the remainder to buy enough ice and DG to level up another wearable to diamond hands. And I would have profit left over. So this that flip, I did that three different times where I flipped one wearable that was diamond hands into two level one wearables and then I would buy enough to make another diamond hands once I had the XP in my account. Right. So, um, and my goal, that's my goal is still the same. Um, stack as many freaking wearables as I can as quickly as I can. Um, and the floor has gone up and it's gone down and, um, it's a tricky spot right now because I don't know if, and I'm, I'm not alone in this. Should I wait for the mint? Should I buy the floor now? Um, I'm kind of wishy-washy about it myself right now. So I, I don't know what the perfect play is currently. But I do know that I am so glad that I stacked them when I did. You know? Um, I think that has probably been my best move. Oh, and by the way, just to share, I, I play with one account. And I use usually just one or two wearables for that account. And then I delegate the rest. So I am uh, mostly delegating uh, by by a wide margin. Um, I currently have 14 wearables. So it's not insane. 
in my stand like i wish i had 28 you know i wish i had many more um but uh 14 is also nothing to be ashamed of right now and considering i've minted most of them i mean just the roi just on the wearables themselves is actually insane uh considering i minted them for 0.25 and like i said i sold three for 2.7 um <laughs> that's a pretty nice transaction from every aspect of this of this wearable situation it's hard to lose once you're involved honestly um as long as you have some patience and don't expect the wearable to pay for itself in a day but expect for i have so much faith what i this is the question i asked myself okay so this wearable takes um if i purely delegate it and i do not play it'll take you know maybe eight to 10 months or something to pay for itself. I, I can't remember what the math is currently, but so the question really is, is DG going to be around for at least that time period? Hell yes. DG will be around through the next bear market. Like th the treasury is insane. These guys are not going anywhere. They're constantly releasing updates constantly. Uh, they're they're so transparent about what they're working on. If you read the Q Q uh, Q one report they just put out four or five days ago on their website, it's like their blog update. There there's so much detail. I read that report for like twenty minutes and reread it because it was just so much good information that just gave me so much faith in the DG ecosystem. When I already I was already a huge believer, and it just reaffirms. They that's what they do is they reaffirm because they they let you know through hard work that they're here to stay and that is so much confidence that you cannot get when other small cap projects that is huge in a small cap project like i can't believe it's 400 on coin market cap it is i, I the most undervalued gaming project on the market bar none as far as i can tell um absolutely I, I, I'm, once again i'm rambling feel free to stop me but uh <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, and, those are my big DG though the wearable plays. Um and I earn probably about on average right now I earn about 2 to 3000 ice a day. Um that's not my worst day and that's not my best day, you know, but in that pocket I'm pretty happy with. Um and what I think I've ran the numbers and it's something like 200 grand a year or something is the equivalent and like just think about that for a second i put if you assume that i've minted my eight wearables that i bought one of the mints i actually got three wearables from wow. so it's it's like just thinking about that like okay so i've minted 10 wearables 0.25 eth each right that's two and a half eth that's 10 grand and i'm making a, almost 200 grand a year in like what are, <laughs> where do you get that passive return anywhere nowhere i've never not even anywhere in life i explained this to my girlfriend and she can't believe it until it's been months now and it's still happening and she still is just like this is insane my roommates is like you're getting rich off of nothing and i have to almost agree with him i'm like this is the life is crazy and this is the reality of the situation right now is that don't just don't sleep on this opportunity. Don't sleep on this opportunity. Is my number one rule. <laughs> don't sleep.
Yeah. So that's yeah. actually exactly where I wanted to take this conversation next is sure. you're making a killing in, in this and it's, I mean, it's like a dream come true for, for people whenever, whenever people actually realize and, and understand like the opportunity, the, like the real opportunity and, and what's at stake for them. Right. I mean, we're talking, we're talking about retirement money. We're talking yep. about money that literally like you never have to do anything you don't want to do ever again, ever for the rest of your life, which is ridiculous. So why do you think people aren't jumping all over this the way that they should be? Is it just, mm. is it just they haven't figured out the game yet or they're okay. just not able to like you, you figured out some sort of secret sauce? And Okay, know, well. That's actually a great point. And maybe this, I didn't really uh, put this out there, but I'm a gamer. I've been a gamer my whole life. I've played, when I was seven years old, my my best friend at the time and his dad, his dad loved Texas Hold'em. We would just play for fun when I was seven, eight years old, you know? Um, I played tons of live poker. I've been on the Hustler Casino live stream. I've, you know, I, I'm a poker, I'm a poker guy. and um, so maybe that's why this fits so damn perfectly for me is because buying, flipping, uh, and poker are two all things I'm very well equipped to handle, you know? Um, so for me, this was a no brainer. I, I know poker in and out. Um, I don't pretend to be the best in any sense, but, uh, there's a lot of newer players we'll say on, on the central games that need to, um, need outside resources to improve their game because poker any poker player will tell you the game is hard and it is unforgiving you know so um let's see so your question was why aren't people hopping on the train uh like i think they should be um i think people either a don't understand poker there's negative sentiment towards gambling in general um, and I think the NFT scene is has that association with it already, where it's just a gamble. Um, so I think maybe people are hesitant to to dive into that and say, yeah, this is gambling, you know, gambling, 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 you know. So there could be some of that where there's hesitation to invest in something that is, you know, truly labeled as, you know, gambling, I guess. <laughs> but um, I also think that people just don't know about DG. I just don't think the word is quite out there yet. Um, obviously, like me and every other DG holder throughout this whole metaverse boom that we've been experiencing in the last quarter, um, we've all just been praying for the day that, you know, DG just, we wake up and it's that, I guess now it would be, instead of not $600, it'd be $6, you know, like, or, or 60 cents, you know. I, I believe that DG... I mean, it's not even about what I believe because the market cap is barely like half of what the Dow is. And that doesn't make sense to me when we're generating something like two to four million dollars a month. A Dow, Dows don't really generate that in, in you know, a sustainable income. Um, so uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I... Um, the people will find out, though, eventually. 
uh, just like every every good secret, it never uh, stays hidden for for forever. Um, I mean, people will see this podcast. People will um, trickle in. People are trickling, and also now now uh, the the wearables themselves. There's only about four thousand of them, so we're still in the early stages. And there's the floodgates haven't been opened for the better, in my opinion. Um, they're they're building up an ecosystem that's sustainable and reliable, and I think they're doing it right, where they are controlling the influx, right? They're they have such control over the ecosystem that other play to earn games don't have. Um, DG in particular, I mean, um, where they can control how many players are even allowed to play the play to earn, and obviously that number is just going to go up and up and up and up, and that's the goal for this year. So maybe it's just exclusivity. That that could be a huge portion of it. Wait till we're at 10,000 active wearables out and then we'll see people fighting over them, you know? Um right now it's kind of like I, I assume there's people like me out there which are just snatching up all the good deals whenever they see them and uh you know, I'm not I'm not out there on Twitter blasting uh Hey, everyone come buy all these wearables so I don't have any left. So maybe there's a, a little bit of that going on too, you know? You never know. Um but so, I, in my opinion this is just uh, a time bomb and it's going to it's just going to absolutely blow everyone away when it really catches. That's exactly what I was going to say. So yep. I think the the moral of the story is it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's just it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Absolutely. And and I also actually want to jump back to something interesting that you mentioned about being really particular about like how many players can enter the ecosystem. Sure, sure. And that actually is a brilliant move, in my opinion, because mm -hmm. it is deploying one of the moves that was perfected by none other than Jeff Bezos himself. Yeah. Ha whatever opinions you may have of the guy, uh -huh. You cannot argue with his business sense. Nope. And he is famous for saying slow is smooth mm -hmm. and smooth is fast. Right. And if yes. you think about the way that this is happening, mm -hmm. we have such a foundation that we're building. Right. And we have such, such strong community, yep. such a strong model, such a mm -hmm. strong ecosystem mm -hmm. that eventually the floodgates are going to get opened in a, in a much bigger way. And we're going to be ready when that happens. And they're going to be ready. Okay. So for example, like any blooming ecosystem, they had their share of problems and road bumps and everything. I know a, a lot of people were frustrated with some of the mints, me included, honestly, uh, some of the mints didn't go as smoothly as possible, but every time they're figuring out what the problem is they're fixing it and it's not there next time okay and think about it like if they said oh we're gonna we're gonna release you don't th you think they don't want to release ten thousand wearables for an eth each that's free money for these that they can print not really print but they basically can add money to the dow whenever they want all they have to do is release wearables they really want to do that, but they want the ecosystem right first. And they're doing, like you said, they're building slow and steady. Smooth is fast, right? Smooth, uh, slow is smooth and smooth is fast, right? Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what they're doing. They're, they're, 
they built the dam, you know, so they're funneling, they're controlling the release of uh, people flowing into the ecosystem, essentially. Um, and I think that's a, it, it can't even be overstated how smart that is, because they, if they were to release 10,000 NFTs, and they had some major problem that they hadn't figured out, they didn't even know it was going to be a problem until they did that release. And suddenly there's all this bad PR, like, it's one thing if a few hundred people are in the Discord upset because they didn't get to mint. It's another thing if it, it, there's 10,000 people who are furious with, you know, like, ah, oh, this is all bullshit. Screw DG. You know, mob mentality, you know? That's right. We try to avoid that mob mentality. Um, but I just, yeah, it's, it's hard to overstate how how well I think they're handling there's insane demand for these wearables for the number of people currently involved in the ecosystem. The demand is insane. Um, and it's just, it's going to be dominoes. I mean, I'll find another metaphor I'm sure in 20 minutes to describe it, but, uh, everything will fall into place. Um, uh, it just, it's just a matter of time. These guys are, are putting the work in the right areas and they know they're smart. They're, they know they're smart, but they also know exactly what the heck they're doing. And I think a lot of ecosystems are going to follow their lead, to be honest. They're, they're right. really, they, they truly are innovating the play to earn DAO ecosystem. I know it's kind of a mouthful, but <laughs> they really are. They really well, you're are. right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And one of the interesting things, too, is the structure of the tokenomics. One of the things that I spend a lot of time thinking about mm -hmm. is how can an in-game currency like ICE, mm -hmm. how can that be sustainably valuable? As we've seen True. with something like what Axie did with SLP, right. there's a very straight line down in yes. value because yes. they have not figured that out. They have. But we are onto something that I believe, and I've spoken to a lot of projects, a lot of gaming projects, okay, right. and I've been asking the same question, and the best answer actually came from Miles, of how do you build sustainable tokenomics for your play-to-earn game? Right. And Tough question. They, Honestly, it's a very tough question, especially mm -hmm. because nobody else has figured it out. I say mm -hmm. nobody else because I believe very wholeheartedly that we have figured that out. And the beauty of that is it's going to become the gold standard. Mm -hmm. What and I almost see Miles as an as an economist with 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 what, you know, just the genius that's coming out of that man's brain mm -hmm. and the whole team, of course, the whole team, right. of course. Right. Um, Absolutely. You know, but but we all know yeah. and love Miles, too. <laughs> we uh, do. We do. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> uh, but but just the just what he's been able to create and concoct and just right. the the level of genius of the tokenomics. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's unparalleled. And I really think it's going to become the gold standard for how games release currency and have in-game currency, a dual token system. Right. I mean, we're creating in right. real time a playbook for mm -hmm. how to do this the right way. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, anyone who anyone out there who is a gamer, I mean, you, they know, and you've been a gamer for a while, you know that when League of Legends came out, uh, now every, every single 
amazingly popular game has followed their lead. Um, exactly. Free to play. Uh, they and this is just an, as, an, as an example for how when the gold standard is found, everyone else follows it, and they're just as insanely popular. You know, like Fortnite followed their lead, and look at what happened. You know, um, and League of Legends is still popular somehow. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> I don't know one of the most that, popular. But... It's one of the most popular games in in the history of gaming. Yeah, and when did that release? Like ten 20... years ago. 2011 ish, yeah, almost 11? 11 years ago. Holy crap! Yeah, um, yeah, and like you said, it's just um, once the the formula is found and people, it has to be tried and tested, right? That's right. It, it's not enough to just be found; it has to be shown as an example. And right. we're not quite there as a community to be an example to people. Still, aren't as concerned with. Uh, tokenomics or uh, or uh, the logistics as they are market cap of the pro the project, you know. That's right. So, um, but the people that do care about those things are out there, and we're finding them one by one. Okay, um, you are absolutely right. Uh, the ice model is they have the most control out of any play to earn model, and I don't mean that in like a in a bad way. I mean that in as in they can actually make it sustainable. They That's actually right. have, they can control the ice output, the ice input. They can, if they need to burn, they can, they can burn. They can, um, they have full control to keep ice relevant. They have full control in that. And I, I just like, as a personal idea, in the future, I see an ecosystem where people are playing regular poker with ice just like an ice table, you know, and then like then people and you're wondering where where is the uh, the price of ice? Where is that going to balance out? Suddenly you'll have hundreds of thousands of dollars of USDC flowing into ice every single day. And like that just that's just one example of one thing that they could do to make ice actually um, explode in price whenever they want, really. So uh, the, the yeah. Miles is just a good idea machine, as far as I can tell. I don't know the specifics of the team, but clearly he has a lot of smart people by his side, too, because these people have really figured it out. And if you can find the flaw in the plan, then you should honestly at him on Twitter. If you can find the 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 fail, the the single point of failure where this is all going to go wrong and crumble. Adam on Twitter, honestly, point it out because I, I can't find it myself. Um, and I've looked and because I, I've I'm sure you and I both have sent similar nights of thought where I'm just wondering. Where does the USDC come from in the USDC ice pool? But it comes from the Treasury, you know, it, it, they they are constantly adding to it. And the Dow still grows in size. The Dow, the Dow keeps growing the pool stays the same and it's been months and nothing it's remained stable. Isn't it insane that throughout these price crashes, the price of ice has stayed exactly the same, even through the crash. It's that's insane to me. I've been watching in awe. Every time I check coin market cap or coin gecko ice is right there at 12 cents. All right. We're still <laughs> 11 cents, 12 cents. We're still when good. you look, when you yeah. look, do you just have this part of you inside that's like, 
Yes. 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 Every, <laughs> every, time, every time. I'm immune to the dips. I, mm -hmm. I have that luxury of, of knowing that if the market dips 50%, my NFTs are worth more than my initial investment. Mm -hmm. You know, like that, that's insane to me. Just, just the poker NFTs are like my initial investment in crypto in general, you know, right. like I, that's right. I could not have more confidence and I could not feel giddier looking at the price of DG. That, actually, I didn't even point this out throughout the dip. DG has gone up like mm -hmm. we're just waiting for this, uh, this smaller bear trend that we're in to reverse and like uh, you you'll be happy if you're on the ride is all I'll say you know you absolutely. and I are going to be sitting holding hands and uh riding riding to the moon you know? absolutely uh, <laughs> so i want to i want to also point out one thing and then i actually want to jump into some poker strategy sure. because you let's are a it. poker player sure. um but one thing i do want to point out too is let's also let's also look at what happens when you do set a gold standard and I want to go back to the League of Legends example because it's right. a great example. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, they were so focused on making that one model work. And they right. did. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they did. And it's proven. But now look what's happening from that initial success. Okay. They they are now launching additional games. You have Valorant. You oh, have true. you have an MMORPG coming. Yeah. Um they yeah. also have other games. I mean, they have like um, TFT and and uh, their auto battler and their card game and so on and so forth. But they also just True. they also just penetrated the Netflix market with Arcane. Oh, Arcane, right? Yeah, yeah, it did come out. Yeah, and so they're also all over the esports scene. And so what we have to think about is we're so so early on. Oh, we're, so we're so early on. We're literally like. In the mid 1900s, when Las Vegas was just being created, <laughs> and we are we are the gold standard for that. Yeah. Well, what what happens when the whole market goes up? What happens when everybody realizes what's actually going on? What happens when we not only can double down on everything we're currently doing, but we have the ripple effect of success? A badass team knowing how to build these things, and then we can keep expanding. What happens at that point? I'll tell I mean, you exactly what happens. We go to the fucking moon. We go to the fucking moon. Um, we go to the fucking moon is right. Honestly, I, uh, five years from now, we could have Magnus and Nakamura playing, uh, playing play to earn chess on the DG ecosystem. I, I am, uh, honestly, that's to right. the fucking moon. And that's what I mean is so many games, when this model is proven... You know, and I, I, I'm a huge, obviously a huge believer, but I, I'm also a rationalist in that it takes time to convince people of and course. nothing better convinces people than a project that's lasted for a long time. That's um, right. So when this does explode, there's so many directions they can take this successful model. Um, also, I just want to point out it right. is a we. It is a we. We're all in this together. We are. It is a we. It is a we. Yeah, we're a true community here in DG. I mean, I've met I, people not by name, I guess, but uh, I've I've formed some real friendships just uh, through the DG community. Uh, people are are really involved and want to see everyone else succeed as well. 
um, which is kind of funny when you contrast it like to uh, if you're an actual if you play poker live. I mean, it really it's a zero sum game, you know, and there have to be losers for them to be winners. But I don't see I don't feel that way at all in DG. Yeah, you can get salty when you get unlucky or whatever. But but really, everyone at the tables online every day is winning, quite frankly. Um, so there's a non-competitiveness that is unusual for poker in the community. You know, um, people are really there to see each other succeed. And everyone wants to see how well you're doing, you know? Um, it's it's really a beautiful thing. Um, and That's right. I, I'm so excited just to see the, the future of DG. I wish I could just look and just see what it's going to be like in five years because I the possibilities are endless. Like I just mentioned play to earn chess. That's just a far out example, you know? They could be play to earn anything. This could be... They could have, you know, five million employees, right? Like they, it just, it's so hard to overstate how huge this could be. And they've really stumbled. I shouldn't say stumbled, but they've really built something that is special here at DG, honestly. And again, I think it's a we. Because we have that, built yeah. something they special. Have. Yeah, we have, yeah. We have, because yeah, I mean, we're all we're all in this together. I we like hold, that. We hold the tokens. We're mm-hmm. a part of this thing. We're we're all in this together. We're all, so that means we're all going up together. I vote. I vote on the DAO initiatives. I mean, I, I'm always keeping an eye on it because I want to stay involved in the ecosystem in every way I can. Really, um, that's right. Yeah. So it really is a we, and I should uh, try to make that mental change. Because it's more of a, a um, an us and a we and a community that is becoming the mo- the strongest part of DG. As strong as the tokenomics are, it really is the people that are putting it all together, and um, they should be applauded for that. All of us should just give ourselves a pat on the back. If you're a part of the DG ecosystem at this point in time, uh, you're gonna make it. Honestly, so um, absolutely good on you for being here. especially with the strategies you gave us earlier Mm -hmm. i mean how many people are literally willing to break down like okay this is what you have to do that this is this is what i've done this is how it's worked for me let's rock and roll that really doesn't happen it's i hope it makes someone out there a lot of money honestly and i'm i'm not going to be surprised if i see my my uh diamond hands start getting undercut left and right because uh, it's (laughs) I right when I thought about it, I was like, this is just too, too good. This is too good to be true, you know? And then I did it once, twice, three times. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. So best of luck to anybody out there who's who's going for it because um it's something that's worth putting the time into. It's worth it's worth putting the the mental effort. It's worth putting your time. It's worth your time. Quite frankly, Absolutely. that's the most important thing to me. Uh, and it has always been is uh, my own personal time. And this is worth it for me, um, which says a lot. Uh, it's more I, than I can say about most things in my life, quite frankly. So, well, that's yeah. a beautiful thing in and of itself. And it the is. fact that you can also get wealthy at the same time, it's mm-hmm. that's, that's what life's about. So mm-hmm. let's, let's hop into, um, and we're getting close to time here, but let's oh, hop shit. into some, po- some poker strategy sure. real yeah, quick. Um, Let's talk about how you think about it from a mental model. 
Um, okay. Are you thinking in bets? Are you thinking about e, uh, expected value, making EV plus decisions? Right. Are right, you doing right. math? Are you feeling it out? How are you approaching this? Mm, okay, so um, yes to those questions, but those are more of, uh, I don't really think about them like that anymore because it's kind of second nature to me. Like I know, like there's just certain things that are helpful to know. Like for, this is a good one. Um, if you have an open-ended straight on the flop, you have about an 11, 12% chance to hit that by the river. Uh, things like that. If you have a, a flush draw on the flop, if you're forward, forward the flush, you, ha you have about a 25% chance, 30% chance to hit that. Um, and just knowing rough numbers like that, uh, it just having a few of those in your pocket and suddenly you are able to make such better decisions. Um, so yeah, I am thinking about those, even though I think that exploitative play is a little stronger in DG uh, as in contrast to a, a live poker setting. What does I that mean? Can you break that down? I can break that down. So exploitative play is more about um, if I see someone folding over and over and over for 30 minutes straight and then suddenly they raise on the flop, they got something. I know that they have a big hand. That is exploited. It's more specific play. So it's not like there's there's two ways you could think about it. Um, you can try to go for the play that works the best on every. It's the best strategy for any person. Um, or you can do the exploitative where it's like you're mentally taking notes at the table. Like this guy does this. This guy. Th like uh, so many of the strategies people are just locked into. Okay. So they bet half pot on the flop when they have top pair. That is mm. just, uh, it's so common. People yeah. will not mix up their bet sizes whatsoever. And that is one thing that we're going to see change over the next few months is people are going to start confusing you with their bet sizings. And because it's just too... Too predictable. It's too predictable and it's not optimal at all. At all. And, and sometimes I just laugh when I'm playing because... Some of these people, it's clear they don't know quite what they're doing yet because poker is hard. <laughs> right. And I mean, I'm, I just happen to grow up playing it. And so it's kind of just second nature to me. But to other people, and plenty of people I know in real life too, they just don't think about it like that. So there's a lot of frustration when people do things that don't make sense. And they still win. Poker is that uh, <laughs> a game where you can do everything right and lose, and you can do everything wrong and win. Um, it is truly a um, unforgiving it's game. It's wild. It's it is wild. wild. It is wild. So, like today, I had insane run good. You know, just uh, uh, ace high flush against king high flush. You know, it just happens. It just happens. So. Some days you're going to run good. Some days you're going to run bad. But in general, um, I think exploitative play and keeping a close eye on your opponents at the table is what's going to set you apart because people aren't doing that. Um, people aren't paying attention like they should, um, which makes sense because they're not putting money on the table. You know, when you're playing 
real poker and you have a grand on the table, you don't want to lose that thousand dollars. But you're but hawking the, everyone at the table. I'm, I am making mental notes of everything. This guy coughed after he bet, you know, like exactly just literally taking notes on everything. And in DG, it's a little different. Like sometimes people will bet and then their avatar will do this. <laughs> like they're looking over at you to see how you're reacting, you know? <laughs> so I, I, and there, and then uh, sometimes you can take that any way you want, you know, you can, uh, is this person nervous? Are they anxious? You know, I, there's a lot of human habits that can still be, you can still sniff out those human habits. Oh, this person bet instantly. This person bet. Uh, this person waited till the last second and then bet. You know, like little human habits, people tend to repeat. And then it's just uh, a matter of being more observant than your opponents. Um, the, poker is a game of little edges. You're never mm -hmm. going to find the golden ticket that's going to make you a better poker player than everyone else but you'll find five or six little advantages that you can take. And when, and when those situations come up that those advantages matter, you're going to feel really good. You're going to feel really, really good about it because that's when the true skill of poker, I will go to my grave. Poker is a game of skill. That's right. But it also involves a lot of luck, uh, mm -hmm. but it is a game of skill. So there are things you can do to be better. And there's tons of poker content out there. If you guys are interested in genuinely learning to get better, I'd recommend checking out some poker vlogs on YouTube. Brad Owen, uh, Rampage Poker. I watch these guys every day just because I love poker. And But you'll learn so much just from watching them play, and they will break down their thought processes. Um, so if I know there's poker vloggers in almost every country, too. So... Um, that that is a great resource for the amateur player who doesn't want to focus, you know, or like study like, oh, that's such a grind, you know, having to study just to play a game. Mm -hmm. But just watch their videos on YouTube. They're already entertaining. It's fun to watch people either win or lose a lot of money when it's not yours. You know, <laughs> uh, that's always right. fun. So it's it's and then you get to learn and hopefully make, you know, 20, 40 percent more ice. That's right. Who knows? You know, it could uh, it could it could come back to you in a very real way. Just learning a few things, a few things. Agreed. Yeah. So I think that's my number one advice to anyone who's this is their first experience with poker is just try to consume a little poker content. And you're going to be after you've consumed two, three hours of poker content, you're going to be miles ahead of the average player and they'll catch up. And they, they will catch up, but you'll have a few months of being way ahead, way ahead. And uh, yeah, just consume some content. It's out there. It's Love out it. there. Yeah. Love it. So uh, Crypto Neighbor, I so, so thank you um, for, for coming on the show today. Um, I want to wrap us up here soon. Let's do it. Um, but I do have two quick things um, that I do want to ask you. Sure. Um, if you could give some advice or kind of have like a like a request for what you would like to see um from the dg team um maybe a shout out on on you know what the what the core team's doing well that you want to see more of and, and okay. things that you'd like to see in the future um and then at the end i kind of want to want to see like 
from your perspective, if you could give a quick start guide to somebody who knows nothing about this ecosystem, how to go from just a complete rando who has no idea what they're doing to you can make your first dollar with DG. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's do some like some really good feedback here and then then we'll go to the quick start. Okay. Well, um, one of my number one things that I, I love seeing is how active Miles in particular is. He truly is the face of DG right now. And it's hard to understate how or overstate. I've said that so many times. But it is such an important thing to have a smart, uh, vocal figurehead in the community, a pillar, truly a pillar of the community. Um, That is huge. So um, just having such direct involvement and communication from the DG team, like I mentioned earlier, that Q1 report that I read just a few days ago, I loved it. That was, it gave me so such a good feeling about dg the quite frankly blatant transparency it is so everything is just out there and that is one of my favorite things about dg is how strong their community outreach is um that is got to be one of my favorite things about dg and i hope that never goes away because that is so so important to me personally but also i know to other other uh, uh, potential investors and people who are already involved in the community. Uh, All of us, I'm sure, are really thankful to them as a team um, for building this, but also for continuing to care, for continuing to care about what the people think about it, what uh, us as a community think about it. So that is probably my number one. was that yeah, that was your first question, right? Just the mm-hmm. feedback on what the DG team is doing well, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? That's number one, easy. Um, and just I, I, I would say keep going. You know, uh, just the amount of work that they put in. That's number two. I just it's they're doing everything right, and um, the most important thing is just the uh, the transparency to the community, and I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, awesome. And then let's, uh, let's, let's wrap up here with a quick start guide. Somebody going from knowing nothing, having nothing like not even doesn't even have any ETH or no crypto at all. Yeah. No crypto. How do you make your first dollar with DG? Uh, How do you make your first dollar? Actually? Well, this is a much shorter guide than it would be for any other cryptocurrency, because all you have to do is go onto the discord, find a delegator. There are, there's an ever expanding list of people who are looking to delegate to someone. And you might think that when you look at first, oh, like there's so many people ahead of me in line. Trust me, you'll, your time will come sooner than you think, because people are I know not me personally. I have I got really lucky with my delegators, but I've seen I see Twitter threads all the time looking for delegators, looking for delegators, looking uh, on Discord threads. Hey, anyone looking for it? Even though there's a full list, people are still looking for that one on one connection. So I'd keep your eyes open. First of all, get on Twitter, check out uh, some Twitter threads. Just look up DG, uh, get involved in that. And you're going to find someone, I'd say, within two days. There's no, there's so many people out there. And 
once you have that delegation, uh, you're already 60% of the way there. Um, just play solid poker, do your best, stay in contact with whoever is delegating to you uh, first and foremost, so they know that you're still out there and kicking. Um, but once you have that delegation, I mean, that's an unprecedented way to get started with zero money down. Is there, I don't think there's any other ecosystem that you can put zero money down and start building real wealth. Um, I, I almost feel like that was too short, but it's really that simple. You get your delegation and that is the foothold that you need to grab onto. That's the foothold that's going to start you up this up the mountain. Honestly, uh, Game if you on. truly have nothing, then this is you are in the best spot. I, you are unbelievably lucky to have found this as your first place to begin in crypto. This is like if I had nothing, I would be forever grateful that someone directed me to this because I can build from home. I don't want to, <laughs> I'm sure anyone else has, has looked up ways to make money from home and like on your computer. They are abysmal. Like fill out surveys for eight hours and we'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. <laughs> Honestly, though, honestly and this you can do this for a few hours and make almost a hundred dollars a day in a few hours do that you're making almost 40 grand a year off of one delegation if you're an insane if you're an insane player a hundred dollars would be a high amount for a, a low level delegation obviously but um yeah, right on. Get, get started. ASAP is my my next piece of advice. If you really want to get in crypto and you don't and you're worried about putting money into it in the first place, because that's kind of how it's natural for people to be hesitant to put their money that they earned at a job into something that they might not truly understand. So this is <laughs> uh, yeah, this is I, I can't recommend it to new people enough. Honestly, this is this is the place. This is the Love community. It. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, you're the man. Thank you very Thanks. much, Crypto Neighbor. Hey, thank you. Thank uh, you. Thank you. you for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you for being the first guest of Decentral Gamer. <laughs> this has been absolutely amazing. Love oh, yeah. the hat. Love the hat. Love everything you were saying. Right, um, yeah, the absolute man. So, you know, I just want to thank you again for, for coming on the show, yeah. for being a part of this. I want to thank everybody who's listening and watching for being a totally badass decentral gamer. Y'all, we're, we're in the good old days. You're going to look back and oh. these are those days that, that you're going to, th you're going to think about. That's so beautiful. Remember. That's it so is. beautiful. It oh is. Oh my God. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It here so, we are. I hope I'm here on episode 100. Honestly, honestly. So I think we can make that happen. I, I want it to happen. I want it to happen. And right honestly, on. thank you for having me because this has been a blast. I've had so much fun. Honestly, right on. So, You're the man. Yeah. Everybody yeah. is watching and listening. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. We're doing Thanks, this live. Guys. If you love it, let us know and more will come. We're going to do this if the community really loves it. So Keep it coming. Let us know. And uh, good luck out there, everyone. Hey, Decentral hey. Gamers, I will see y'all on the next episode. Later, guys. Peace.